relationships fail these aren't all the reasons but these are some of the main reasons that don't get spoken about enough and the first thing is you didn't belong in that relationship in the first place the reality is that many of you are choosing to be with someone because you're lonely because they seem like the best option because you're being pressured to be in a relationship for all kinds of different reasons other than you truly being in love and into this individual and when there's not a true connection in that relationship it's going to fail if you know deep inside they're not best for you there's nothing you can do to change that you will never be good enough for the wrong person so thinking that you can somehow force this situation to go the way that you want it to go it's not gonna happen you have to be honest with yourself and understand that if it's just not there if a true foundation of a connection does not exist move on the other reason why relationships fail is horrible communication listen screaming and yelling at each other is not talking to each other you have to be willing and open to expressing yourself fully to your partner but not just expressing yourself listening to them are you as good of a listener as you are a talker and when you are talking are you giving the message in a way that they can receive and process it because if not you're not going to get anywhere with the conversation so two people in a relationship have to be able to sit down and have a mature discussion where they both articulate what they need and discuss how they're going to resolve any issues and listen to each other that's what you have to do and the third and last reason for today why relationships fail is too many people are selfish instead of selfless listen a relationship is not about what you're going to get it's about what you're going to give does this person inspire you to give to them to enjoy giving to them doing for them embracing their needs when you have two people who embrace their partner's needs and take a joy in pleasing each other you're going to have an amazing relationship being selfish will kill it plain and simple there is no room for selfishness in a relationship you have to be selfless so that's it for today i'm just giving those few reasons but like i said there's so much more ah uh, that was the good brother steven speaks he said a lot of stuff i don't know if i fully agree with it but let me just say the voice of reason has returned to kbla talk 1580 it's thursday march 30th market Write it down. My relationship hero is in the... She's a shero, by the way. She's in the building, ladies and gentlemen. You hear me talk about her all the time. And she has finally made time to come into the voice of reason. Here we go, Dr. Jashana Avant Johnson. Welcome. Oh, my goodness. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Man, I'm excited about this one. Lord, 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 I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. We got a heavy topic, and I need you to help some folk out there. Okay. All right. Everybody remember, this is an open conversation. I would love for you to participate. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Tonight's topic, what's your relationship shelf life? <sighs> A compelling look into why and how good relationships fail. We're going to have to figure out what good is. We're going to have to deal with what good is. What is your relationship expiration date? What is the relationship lifespan? Does it have a half-life? Are you bored? I want to know. What do good re why do good relationships seem to stall? 
Is it more difficult to leave a good relationship than it is to leave a bad one? We see a lot of people struggling to leave bad ones. But how much more difficult or less difficult is it to leave a good one? Doc, talk to us. We need help. <laughs> okay. Well, again, when we're talking about good relationships, um, I am of the belief that we all come into relationships, adult relationships, from a trauma place. We all have experienced trauma. And if we talk about our trauma, that means that we have learned what love is very differently hmm. for each one of us. With that being said, we come in with a rela- we come in with a relationship lens based off of what we experienced. Hmm. So my question would be what is a good relationship? Right. We would have to define first what a good relationship. And if we have 50 people, we would have 50 different answers. A hundred percent. One hundred percent agree. Right. So, uh, so there's another synonym maybe we can use a healthy relationship. And even with that, some people think. Come on. Some people think things are healthy and it's not necessarily healthy because what. What you experienced in your childhood is all you knew, Mm. right? So sometimes red flags aren't red. They look green Mm. because it's familiar. Mm. So when we talk about healthy relationships and what are good relationships, we have to ask about, are you willing to grow in it? That's what a a relationship is about. But we don't get into relationships thinking... I'm getting in this to grow. We get into relationships because we think you're going to make me happy. Mm. And so first we have a misconception about what a good relationship is and what a relationship is for. Mm. Well, what is it and what is it for? Because I don't know. I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Apparently, I'm confused. (laughs) You are not confused. And you know what a good relationship is because you write about it. And the reason why I know is because I use your books in my class. (laughs) Wow. Man, man, I am. I'm floored to hear that. Jeez, I'm trying to figure it out. I really am. I know a lot of people struggle with uncertainty Mm -hmm. in relationships. Mm -hmm. And when things get uncertain, people start to, you know, change direction or change uh, trajectory. How do you deal? How do you cope with uncertainty? Because uncertainty is part of relating, right? Well, love is a part of uncertainty. It's built in to love. So when you love, the uncertainty is... That you could lose that love, right? Here we go. You, you're going to deal with loss through rejection. You're going to deal with loss through criticism. You're going to deal with loss, unfortunately, through death. So we, we can try to defend against it all we want to, but... It's undefeated. It, yeah. Wow. Why is it that people wait until their 50s or 60s to even get a glimpse of that truth? Because most times we're trying to change the person, change the situation to suit whatever needs we think we may have. And a lot of people think right. they have needs when, in fact, they're they're like they're like, a, what is the term I'm looking for? They're attachments. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. They're, they're like they're addicted to these attachments and they're trying to satiate those attachments. Uh-huh. So they'll switch up on you quick. 
So I'm just wondering, why does it take so long to come to this understanding? Because we've been indoctrinated of how relationships are supposed to work and what that looks like. And I think when we look at attachments now, I believe attachments are very much so a part of our adult lives. But a lot of times we let our attachments and our inner child run us when that inner child needs to grow up Mm. and become an adult. So if we stop focusing on the inner child that's in that play box in that in that sandbox fighting all the time Mm. for their needs Mm. and grow that up i think we will have healthier relationships doc you know me i I don't (laughs) listen i some check me please check me because sometimes i'm out of bounds uh i really believe that all of the needs that we say you know our partner is supposed to deliver to us i believe most of those needs are inside jobs they are like self-esteem self-worth self-acknowledgement self-approval so so some of the okay so yes they are their inner it's inner work however we cannot get a concept of ourselves without our environments so our environments really provide a lot of information as to who you are which is why it's important who you surround yourselves with Mm. And when we're children, we don't have that choice to who we surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, we we have to do our healing to be able to move towards environments that um, actually nurture us. When a plant is dying, Mm -hmm. right, we don't be like, oh, you know, this plant is bad. And we be like, okay. This plant needs watering. This plant may need sun. This plant may need a different environment for it to thrive. We are just like plants. So I shouldn't have cut those leaves off before I left the house today. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe you should see what kind of care the plant needs. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. Jashana Johnson. She's in the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams. We on fire tonight. When we come (laughs) forward, your brother is going to open up the phone line because I know a lot of people want to know why their good relationship, quote unquote good, has stalled. When we come forward, more from the doc. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. I commit to love by Howard Hewitt. You already know my playlist is my co-host. I gotta play records that make us think deeper about the topic. Tonight's topic is deep. What should you do when a good, so-called good relationship stalls? What does it mean when your significant other is exceedingly opinionated and clear-minded regarding everything but your relationship with them? Uncertainty abounds with y'all, but they got an opinion and a point of view on everybody. Oh, Lord. I don't know. True or false, uncertainty in relationship can be described as a state where you have mixed feelings about your partner. I'm just asking questions. I need to know, Dr. Jashana, because I'm a mess. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Words have power. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, you played a clip when we first came on. Mm -hmm. And he said that one of the reasons why relationships fail. Well, he said three. You didn't belong in it. Horrible Mm -hmm. communication. And being selfish and not uh, 
selfless, mm. right? And I want to go back to a couple a couple of these things. Um, I don't know if I agree with the selfish. This is an unpopular opinion. <laughs> That's Stephen Speaks. Go ahead. I, I'm here. This, this is an unpopular opinion, but... I think there's a there's an aspect of knowing who you are mm-hmm. as a person and taking care of yourself before you can do that for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we take being selfless to a toxic place mm-hmm. where everything about your partner becomes your responsibility. And um what I know for sure, just in the work that I do with couples and, and individuals, is that sometimes when we're so busy and our hands are so full, and I mean metaphorically and physically, are so full of our partner's need to be propped up, mm-hmm. that we don't have an opportunity to take care of ourselves, that gets exhausting and resentment sets in. Mm. So... There is a level of selfishness that has to exist in a relationship. You are an other. Mm. One of the reasons why good relationships fail mm-hmm. is because there is no otherness. Ooh, come on. Come on. We we take this as and the two shall become one or becoming one. Well, once you become one, there's nothing to connect to. Ooh, it's the same thing. Yeah, it, 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 and one of you is unnecessary. Oh, here we go. Here. <laughs> so, so it's important to understand that when you come into a relationship, you don't lose your individuality. You use your individuality mm. in order to have a successful relationship. But that's not how we're taught about relationships. We're taught, and the two shall become one. Particularly, and I grew up Christian, right? right? right. Particularly, but that didn't mean you had to have one mind. That meant sex. That's what that meant. Uh-oh. It didn't mean you had to have the, the you know, one mind, and you had to think alike, and you had to be alike. In fact, I think when we do this becoming one we really rule out intellectual intimacy because we're not challenged in our relationships by differences of opinions. Mm, I don't know if you guys are listening, but we are defining what a good relationship is right now. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me good relationships have down moments, Mm -hmm. have uncertainty, Mm -hmm. they have difficulties. So we, the fantasy idea around good relationships, we're going to have to like recontextualize and include these troubled moments yes. because that's par for the course to be in a good relationship. You got to get over yeah. something or get through something in order for you to say, wow, we did that. Yeah. And I, you know, I teach uh, therapists, so master's and doctor level therapists. And when I'm teaching them how to become a therapist, I talk to them about helping couples hit hurdles. Mm. And so my analogy usually is like if you've ever ran track, you know that it's important to get out of the blocks at a particular speed to be able to hit that first hurdle because how you hit that first hurdle determines how you'll hit the rest of the hurdles because there's not enough speed that you can gain in between hurdles if you don't hit that first hurdle right. And so sometimes people will um, 
compromise out of hitting a hurdle. Ooh. <laughs> Negotiate around. <laughs> Negotiate around the hurdle. <laughs> and so then it doesn't give them momentum Ooh. to be able to hit the next hurdle. Relation great relationships don't have hurdles. Mm. Great relationships hit hurdles faster. Come on. Come on. Who want to talk to Dr. Jashana Johnson? She's in the building with your brother, Zoe Williams. Listen, this is an open conversation. No judgment allowed. 1-800-920-1580. We might as well do it now. Sean from Reno, Nevada. Get up in here. Hey, wonderful conversation. So, you know, normally I'm just going to go boom with stuff. But, you know, you've, you've got me thinking a lot here and my, you said earlier, both of you, kind of like relationships and context, right? We're talking about, you know, being together with someone and being, I, I assume, married or being in a, uh, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend or whatever the relationship is, significant others. But I heard earlier, you know, your relationships, right? So this requires like a larger group of people. And I can tell you how many times I kind of, didn't understand how important some of these relationships were when I was younger that I just, all I had to do is kind of cultivate them, but I wasn't there yet. I wasn't there mentally enough to, you know, realize the importance of, of having these people, um, you know, with me, but I really tried to do my best later in life to reconnect and, and re um, you know, kind of get our relationships back together. Because I think, it, it, you know, and I want to know what your opinions are on this, because I'm not just trying to do a rant here, is that, you know, just because a relationship fails doesn't mean you can't repair it. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I don't even know if I agree in failure of relationships. I do think that they can expire. But I'm not sure that I agree that it's a, it's a failed relationship if you didn't learn a lesson. That's what I, I will mm. say. Mm. Mm. Okay. Relationships can That's expire, wonderful. Sean. They're like produce. Yeah. You got to use them before they go bad. <laughs> <laughs> and some well, of these doing, relationships are more that. like bananas. <laughs> They're expiring fast. <laughs> Sean, you already know, well, man. We love you, brother. We love you. Thank you for always <laughs> being the first guys. caller, man. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate the call. Yes. Look, we got callers from all over the country. Let's get it cracking. 1 800 920 We're going to Durham, North Carolina, Deleon. <laughs> Come on in here, brother. What's happening, How you doing? I'm alive and well, man. How can we help you tonight? That's, that's wonderful. Look, man, I got a question. Um, did you not say that uncertainty was a facet of a fine-tuned universe? It is. I wrote okay. it in the holographic relationship book. Yes, absolutely. Okay, shameless plug right here. So um, I remember a friend of mine um, putting out this theory that there was once, well, the possibility that there was once a humanity that had basically seen everything, done everything. Wait, wait, wait. Hold seen on. It Hold on, Leon. Yes, you about to get deep. You're going to need some space to get deep. When we come forward, we're going to go back to Durham, North Carolina. My brother about to get deep, deep. I feel it coming. I had to stop him before he got started. When we come forward, we're going to talk to DeLeon from Durham, North Carolina. Oh,
He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Co-host every night. This is Eric Bonet. He was barefoot when he sang this. (laughs) (laughs) Eric Bonet and Tamia spend my life with you. It's impossible. Just doing the research, I just think it's impossible. Because you brought up something that was very powerful, Dr. Jashana Johnson. You brought up something very powerful. And you were saying, what is a good relationship? And when Mm -hmm. I was doing the research for why good relationships fail, they all gave reasons for why bad relationships fail. That's because we're all met with trauma. Yes. And so our... Our nervous systems are what are attracted. We think it's we're attracted to looks, Mm. but it's actually our nervous systems that are attracted to other people. That's heavy. That's heavy. DeLeon, I hope you got something heavy to ask her because she's ready. (laughs) She's cooking. Let's talk to my brother DeLeon from Durham, North Carolina. Get in here, brother. All right. DeLeon. DeLeon just got to correct you there. DeLeon. So... Yeah, so my uh, what, what I started off saying was that, you know, as you've written, uncertainty is a facet of a fine-tuned universe. Um, and there's a, there's a line of thought out there that at one point there was a humanity before this one that had seen everything, experienced everything, and then came to a point where they said, now what? And it was at that point it is thought that God said, okay, that's enough and then started the whole process of creation all over again. The metaphor here is that, you know, sometimes success becomes monotonous and it's necessary to break it up. Yeah, like De La Soul. They're just so good, they get boring. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's a hip-hop so reference, I'm sorry. I, I, wanted, I, want, I, want, I wanted to wind you up and, and see if you could take off on that on that topic that maybe there's some sort of divine process at hand where you know perfection isn't necessarily as as as, um, as good of a, a reward or a mirage as, as it should be no i i, I get a hundred percent what you're saying but first off let's just be clear and i'm gonna throw it to dr jashana johnson here there is no perfection correct go ahead doc. There, there isn't any perfection and delion i i just want to say that um, what you just said is something that I actually teach and it is a belief in relationships that because we are so afraid of uncertainty that when we do get in relationships, we try to um, put uh, parameters around the relationship to avoid the in- the uncertainty and we call it intimacy mm. um, and intimacy, right, uh, is what likes closeness and knows everything about you but it also kills your sex life it kills eroticism and so when when you said the humanity said now what Mm. i think that's what happens in relationships after they know everything about you there's nothing else to know about you or nothing else you're willing to reveal because your partner won't validate the things that you won't reveal the relationship you look at each other and say now what? And that's what we have, what they call the gray divorce right now. People are getting divorced at, in their, you know, after being married 30, 40 years. The gray divorce. Yeah, that's that's our senior citizens that are now divorcing because they're like, okay, now I, what? I've had enough. I know everything about you. <laughs> I know everything about you and you're not sharing anything else and we're not growing. So now what? 
Mm, that's heavy. Brother, uh, your thoughts on her response to you? I think that's a that's a wonderful response. Um, you know, when you brought up uncertainty, um, as, as Dr. Johnson was saying, a lot of people are afraid of it. And what I see happening on social media, um, for the most part, are people who signal what they don't want. And oftentimes what they don't want might be exactly what they need. You know, well, that's exactly um, what she it, just it, said. She said we're not attracted to right. the physicality piece so, so so much. It's more so the nervous systems are mm-hmm. recognizing each other. Mm-hmm. So right. you're saying the same yeah. thing, brother, and that's good yep. stuff. Right. And in my own parents' uh, case, they've been married for what forty, I think forty four years. I mean, God knows, I don't want them to divorce because you know I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's that they haven't reached perfection, but it seems. Perfectly imperfect, if you can say such. Imperfectly perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there hey, you go. There you go. There my you brother, go. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling in. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. What he was talking about and what you're talking about right now makes me think of Krishnamurti. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Krishnamurti. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have his books because of you. Yes, man. <laughs> he's he's different. And mm-hmm. he said something about it. He said, one is never afraid of the unknown. One is afraid of the known coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if all you've known is what you've modeled and that which created your attachment style, it's going to be very difficult for mm-hmm. you to want something else. Mm-hmm. You're going to always be drawn to Because your identity you know. is wrapped in that. Talk to me. So if your identity is wrapped in that, you can't afford for it to not go that way. That's which like is, suicide. Yeah, which, yeah. Is why, which is why we try to change partners. Like we, we try to change our partners because I need you to act a particular way. Mm-hmm. So that my identity can remain the same. I don't know who she talking to. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't. Where where are my organs? Where the church organs? I don't know who she talking to. But somebody done got a word. Somebody done got a message they wasn't even looking for. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. What? <laughs> You got to say that one more time. I'm sorry. I don't That's, even know what I said. That was heavy. <laughs> you know, clients always say, you know, when they come in the next week, they was like, you know what you said? And I'm like, no, I don't because it's in the moment. True. It happens here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're not trying to scare you out of your relationship. We're not trying to do that. What we're trying to do is equip you. At least. Change the narrative about what relationships are for. Yes. So that you understand it. Listen, we we bought into the Disney lie. Come on. Disney sold us a lie mm-hmm. that says you you live happily ever after. And at, at the end of every single Disney movie, they ride, ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. But it never comes back on telling you what happened the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that they had to work at it. Right. <laughs> Oh, God. Sleeping Beauty got up and made an omelet. It had eggshells in it. And... <laughs> no, but this is real life stuff. And mm-hmm. and relationship is probably the one space that's going to reveal more about you than any other space. And you know what? Your partner is going to see you more clearly than you want them to. Ooh. 
And that's where the issues come in. Do people try to hide from their partners while relating with them? Well, you know, the thing is, is that in the beginning, we highlight all of our similarities. We say stupid stuff like, oh, my God, you like mint and chip ice cream? Me too. We must be match made in heaven. No, we don't. But, what, <laughs> but what happens is we also diminishes, we diminish the differences. And when you diminish the differences, those only stay dormant for so long. When they come out, that's mm -hmm. where the issues are. It's not communication. You know, he said horrible communication. It's not that it's horrible communication. People tend to think that communication is good when we are agreeing. Mm. It's not that you have, he said, articulate it in the way that they can digest it. What does that mean? Right. The problem is people can't stand the message. Ooh. -oh. And so the work that I do with individuals and couples is helping them to understand the, and tolerate and digest and process the message. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Dr. Jashana Johnson. Now you know why she's my hero. <laughs> we up in here having a real conversation, man, about how even good relationships may have moments of uncertainty that could lead to failure. It's a deep conversation. Callers are calling in. I want to get your opinion as well. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, we shall continue digging on this most powerful discussion. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. Yes, you will. You go. You gonna find somebody nice. I'm tired of the fantasy and R&B, especially '90s R&B. '90s. They bought into the 80s, Disney lie. Disney. They worse than Disney. <laughs> you know, Babyface said, "I'll pay your rent." And as soon as I get home from work, what? As soon as I get home, I want to go to bed. No, I'm not paying nobody rent. What? <laughs> Oh, Lord. But we, we, we got to deal with some of these questions. Mm -hmm. How good slash satisfying does a relationship have to be in order for it to last forever? Good enough for me and satisfying enough for me to want to make that decision every day to stay. Ooh, we. Right. As so long, it's a daily decision. It absolutely is a daily decision. Mm, talk to me about it's it. A, it's a daily decision. And I have to decide whether or not um, the relationship is asking for me to compromise who I am mm. and how long I am willing to do that. And um, yeah, you got to, it's a daily decision. Wow. And, and just by your answer, you are really clarifying. <laughs> this, this is going to be kind of funny. You're clarifying uncertainty in relationships mm -hmm. because it's really a, a moment by moment, day by day kind of walk. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, really don't know this and are kind of blindsided when there's a shift. How do good relationships kind of absorb these shifts? Like, okay, this too shall pass. Let's settle down. Or is this a great opportunity for what you haven't worked on to kind of surface? Well, John Gottman and Julie Gottman, who studies relationships, mm -hmm. right? Um, they talk about there's a difference between masters and disasters. Um, and so those who are masters can really work through relationship or jump those hurdles quicker than those who are disasters. Mm. Um, when you have... Uh, 
walking around the house, silent treatment, things like that, that are doing destructive things. Um, it makes you not want to be there. When we talk about apathy and boredom, things like that, I, I really believe that the underlying, um, the underlying emotion under boredom is rage. Mm. That there is a level of anger that happens when the relationship is bored. So it's important to be able to um, make a daily decision mm-hmm. and and also understand that your partner is not there to prop you up. <laughs> it, 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 but that's not what we learn. That's not what we no, learn. No, we, we learn that our partners are supposed to soothe us. <laughs> but if I have to prop you up, what does that leave room for me to do? If I it, and I and I often show my students in the classroom by holding a chair. Mm-hmm. If I'm holding this chair, the first 15, 20 minutes, we good. We good, right? Yeah. But eventually that chair becomes heavy and if I have to do every if I have to always hold this chair, I'm going to have some resentment because now I don't have time for me. I can't do anything. So if that's your partner that you're having to prop up all the time, mm. Because they don't show up to the relationship. Y'all done showed up to the marriage, to the wedding, but you never showed up to the relationship. <laughs> then, <laughs> then that's going to cause issues. You have to give them tips on how to show up to the relationship. It's important. It's imperative. If, if, if they get anything, they got to get this. How does one show up to the relationship after all the pomp and pageantry and circumstances over with? Mm-hmm. How do you show up? Okay, so let's first you got to go backwards. How how did you learn to show up in relationships? Mm. So if I go if if we go backwards to your family of origin and we talk about how did you become a I in the we? Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of times it, particularly in our black community, black and brown communities we don't make room for a whole I. We say stuff like, if mama ain't happy. I'm happy. Or, yeah, ain't nobody happy. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, ain't right? Nobody well, happy. that's toxic. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> that's mama's issues. <laughs> she should she should be able to be unhappy without me feeling like I, I'm responsible for it. Mm-hmm. But if I show, if I learn to show up in a relationship taking care of others at the expense of me, I'm going to show up in my adult relationships doing the same thing. Mm. And so sometimes we get with projects versus, uh, you know, potential um, relationships um, end up being our projects. Wow. So when we get into a relationship as an adult, we have to understand, am I doing the same things I did as my position in my family mm-hmm. of origin, mm-hmm. and what do I want to change about that? So we got to do the work. We got to do the work. We got to we got to stop showing up in the same way that we showed up as a child. I've always said one of the most significant breakups you're ever going to embark upon is the breakup of your norm. Yeah, that came from your family. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. does one do that? Like, how do you get up the courage and just say, you know what? I learned a lot of crap. I'm sorry. Some mm-hmm. of it was good, but a lot of it yeah. 
I cannot use if I want to be a healthy human being. And you and, and that is important to do. And that's some of the work that we actually do, because my students cannot learn how to be a therapist without doing their own work. Mm. And so you cannot. And I see somebody wrote in the chat. Happy wife. Happy life. Yeah. Listen, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem yeah. <clears throat> because and that's toxic. Mm -hmm. um, it's it really should be happy spouse, happy house. Come um, on, come on in. You know, everybody deserves to be de deserves to be happy in the in the relationship. And so if if it's happy happy wife, happy life, that means that she's running, she has she keeps the temperature of the home. That means that the other person walks on eggshells. That's resentment mm -hmm. and that only lasts so long. Mm. So do you know how certain people recognize their mortality, right? They go, I'm not going to be here forever. Mhm. Mm and so they kind of, uh, a switch flips and they start to think, you know, I'm just going to live life to the fullest. I'm going to enjoy every moment. I'm going to travel. I'm going to eat. You know, they do all of these things in context of their lives. But based on what you said, it's a day-by-day -day thing, a moment-to-moment -moment thing, you know, in terms of being invested and committed and do I still want to be here? It's an everyday thing to get to forever. Mm-hmm. Should we look at relationships like that? Let's make the best of this moment because we don't know if we have many more. We don't know how long this is going to last. So let's pull the most juice out of this moment we can. And if we're here tomorrow, let's do it again. I think that that's the best way to, mm. to have a relationship. Mm. I think sometimes we the way we show up in the relationships or the the reason why we show up the way we do in relationships is because we're too either far in the past or too far in the future. Ooh. And so if we, you know, don't handle the present, I don't think we show up because we're, we're not present in our relationships. Many people aren't. We're, no, we're but not. To, but to be present in relationship is directly related to being present in self. Absolutely. And many people are escaping themselves as much as they're escaping mm -hmm. their partner. Mm -hmm. I think they're just interrelated. This is getting... It, Lord. I, <laughs> I'm trying to do better. I am trying to do better in my relationship, mm -hmm. but I got to learn, Dr. Jashana Johnson. I got to learn. You got to <laughs> teach me. You know what? Uh, um, let me say this, too, as well, because I know Andy is counting me down, but I, I just I'm so full with questions. I have another one. What are some valid reasons for why for for why one would leave a quote unquote good relationship? Like what are some valid reasons? Because you want to leave. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> when we come forward, me and Dr. Jashana Johnson, because you just want to leave. That's what, tell the truth and shame the devil this evening. You want to leave, but you don't want to make her feel bad or you don't yeah, want to make her. Yeah, honor yourself. Where you go? Andy Turner's off. <laughs> Listen, she just met him. <laughs> they ain't been together long. She think he cute. I'm so into you. She ain't into you. She just met you now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Voice of Reason returns to KBLA Talk 1580. We're having an amazing discussion 
with the incomparable Dr. Jashana Avant Johnson. She's, is it Avant or Avent? Avent. Avent Johnson. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's in the building, man. She's been in here cooking (laughs) with the rarest of grapeseed oil. I mean... (laughs) The wisdom, uh, the knowledge, the empirical data, it's all there, all in one package. She's in here cooking tonight's topic. What's your relationship shelf life? A compelling look into why and how good relationships fail. And we have so many questions, agree or disagree. You may feel that you have a satisfying relationship and a close connection with your partner. In contrast, on the other hand, you may not be sure that your significant other is really into you or interested in being with you long term. You might be like, yeah, it's good, but it could be better. Mm -hmm. Is that like discontent? (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) you know, we, we used to get divorces because we weren't happy, now we get divorces because we can be happier. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you know why that is. I have an idea. Okay. Because people don't understand the spiritual purpose of relationships. Mm-hmm. We get the social piece. Mm-hmm. We went to school. We got degreed. We got careers. Mm-hmm. We've got money. We've got resources. Let's get together. But you fail to realize what you mentioned in the first hour. Man, our central nervous systems are really the thing that's attractive. Mm-hmm. And then the triggers and then mm-hmm. that's what's really in relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what's really relating. The the, the superficial stuff, that's going to go away. What did you say? How long we wear the mask? Three years. We can only wear the mask. Mm-hmm. For three years. Mm-hmm. Before it becomes, before the mask comes off. Wow. Does it come <clears throat> off voluntarily or does it just disintegrate you just, and you just be like, look at you? You're just like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all thought y'all could hide forever, didn't mm-hmm. you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and when I'm teaching my students, I talk about that 36 months um, mark is when you really start to see. Um, the differences Mm. come into play of the relationship because the masks come off and we're no longer highlighting the similarities. And I can't, I can't keep giving up myself for you who don't have a self. That's the prop up piece. That's the prop up piece. And someone said it in the chat, you know, happy wife, happy life is the ultimate prop up. Yes. And so once, when your partner has to prop you up, what they're doing is actually giving up a self more of their self because you need a self you don't have one you came out of your family without a self and what and and the work that i'm talking about is what we call differentiation Mm -hmm. and all relationships come to that point if you get to the 36 months Mm -hmm. you're going to come up against differentiation differentiation is our ability to balance two life forces togetherness and be self-directed as an individual. Oof. And people don't know how to balance those. How? How? <laughs> we need to know how. Mm-hmm. How How does one, like at what age do you get? Is it an age thing? Is it an awareness so thing? So one thing we know is that we come out of our family of, rela- our family of origin with our highest level, with our level of differentiation based off our, our family's 
level of differentiation. Mm. So if they didn't do the work, you know, we can't, not that you won't do the work, but you come out with a low level of differentiation. So you're not able to, you don't have a solid sense of self who you are. Mm-hmm. You're not able to self soothe. You're looking for other people to soothe you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't manage your anxieties and you can't tolerate discomfort for growth. Mm. But see, I, when I look at the home, Mm-hmm. And what you modeled. Mm-hmm. I see it as like an ice tray, mm-hmm. but I call it a life tray. Mm-hmm. You were poured into yes. this life tray and you wanted those cubes. Mm-hmm. Now, the world is cold, so you're going to stay in form mm-hmm. until you come up against something that causes that thing to melt. Yes. So my my, my question is, are, do, do we have some people who are reluctant to the heat of life? That would cause absolutely them, right, and they find places to be to maintain their form. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's their norm. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because a lot. So you know, I, I'm never one to start blaming. Mm-hmm. You know, I think blame is speaks to our spiritual maturity absolutely. or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when you can acknowledge where you come from, you can acknowledge where you want to go. And so if we acknowledge that, yeah, mom was great and because it's not but great in areas, (laughs) (laughs) she was great and or dad was great. And I had this is not what I want to take into my relationship. Mm -hmm. Then then that's when you can do the work. When I can say that my healing has nothing to do with shaming my mom. then I can really do the work. Otherwise, there's this unconscious need to kind of maintain what mom and dad gave us because we don't want to challenge who they were. Man, shaming and blaming are like kissing cousins. Mm -hmm. They they roll together. And shame is hard because shame makes us hide. Mm. Right? Guilt is I did something bad. Shame is I am bad. And And when we feel like we are bad, we hide and we don't do the work. Give me some examples of how we hide, and is it like hide-and-go-seek where you know where everybody is? I see your shoe standing out behind that Mm -hmm, tree. mm -hmm. Like, most people say they can hide, but really, do they do a good job in hiding? Well, how do people hide? Yes, how (laughs) does it happen? They hide in other relationships. (laughs) That's hard. You know you can't hide there. Well, plenty of people do. I know people, it's always been my thought process that relationship is probably one of the last places you can hide from yourself. No, I'm talking about hiding in... Hiding from them. No, hiding in another relationship, like infidelity. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got so, it. so they they will hide like that. Mm-hmm. They will hide in their careers, mm-hmm. which which is why the pandemic. It impacted a lot of relationships Relationships divorce rates went divorce rates went sky high so when you when you can't hide in the cigar lounge or you can't hide in that wasn't you no not you (laughs) when you can't hide at the bar when you can't hide at school when you can't hide at work (laughs) get ready get ready get ready get ready You see how how my sister do I didn't. I was just just saying those outlets weren't available. Right, right. And so we had to come up against who we picked as a partner. Mm. And some of our pickers aren't great pickers, especially when your nervous system is the one picking for you. Oh, my God. 
how does one recognize their nervous system is Chuck Willery? Like, how does one go, hey, you don't get to pick no more? All you have to do, so I do relationship genograms with clients, right? And we look at the common themes of mm-hmm. their relationships. Mm-hmm. And like I have a client that I'm working with who has an amazing relationship according to her, mm-hmm. right? Um, but she's right now having an affair. Okay. And I asked her about wow. what that means for her and she can't understand it. Well, when we when we break down the generational parts of it, <laughs> when we break down the generational parts of it, right? Mm-hmm. No one in her family has been committed to anything. Mm. They haven't been committed to kids. They haven't been committed to uh, partners. They haven't been committed to careers. And so she carries that with her. The other thing is that her nervous system is about unpredictability and chaos. Uh-oh. So hold if on, you... Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Because that's 98% of... Listen, when we come forward, <laughs> Dr. Jashana Johnson go keep cooking. I know y'all wasn't ready for this tonight, but I don't care when we come forward. More from the doc. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening disappear. to The Voice disappear. of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. You know you want some more, more. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Something about the way that you talk to me Even when you're not around I feel you, boy I feel you, boy Tangled in your love and your energy Perhaps it was the way that you smile I see you, boy Oh, I need you, boy system chose him <laughs> she could have found him down at the starbucks ladies and gentlemen the voice of reason back in the building man Jashana johnson is taking mm-hmm. no prisoners now you said something during the break about in utero and mm-hmm. some other <laughs> just go ahead I just... so <laughs> so the so the work that I'm doing with her because she didn't realize that her nervous system was attracting chaos. Right. Mm. Um, so the work that you do, you have to understand is that when she, when she was developed as when her mother was in utero in the grandmother, mm. the mother had all of her eggs that she would be born with, which means that she was once in her mother who was in the grandmother. So you got to go back and figure out, what was going on for grandma when she was carrying her mother and in the family and what was going on for mom when she was carrying her and all of it was chaos. Mm. And she didn't realize that this didn't belong to her. She, her infidelity didn't belong to her, but belonged to generations Mm. before her generational curse assignment. 
I like to call them assignments, <laughs> yep. curriculum. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to end this cycle. Yeah. But you're saying she's the girl is a baby mm-hmm. in her mama. She's an egg. She's an egg in her, in mama. her mama. And her mama is inside her grandmother. So when wow. she was when the mother was being formed in the grandmother's uterus as developed, um, the eggs, because we're women are born with all the eggs that they're going to have. Mm. So all of those are. And so we have to understand that trauma actually gets passed down at a cellular level. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's not something you can out sex, out work, out think, out, you mm-hmm. know, do. None of that works. And you can't. And for us, for God's sake, in the black community, let's stop saying get over it. It doesn't no, work no. like yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. you can't um, get over a nervous system. You really have to work through it. And so because just like our wealth is new, like black people are new to money. We're also new to healing. <laughs> and so we still have a lot of work to do. Mm. And and so when we're talking about our relationships. We got a lot of work to do. I guess, you don't understand how powerful that is. See, I tell people this all the time. I say, listen, the history books really don't want to deal with your history because someone else is writing it, mm-hmm. right? So they don't want to deal with the real history. So what they want to do is start with slavery. Mm-hmm. But that's I, not where our history starts. Right. And what I tell people all the time is I say, slavery is such a small amount of time mm-hmm. in our history. Like, we so ancient, ancient isn't a good adjective mm-hmm. for how old we are. Mm-hmm. So, and I say all of that to say, when you say we're... Small new, amount of time, but a big impact on us. Huge impact. Uh, Still. Absolutely. 14 generations, yes. trauma can be passed down. And we're not 14 generations removed from the plantation. Absolutely. But when you say we're new to healing, I would say we're new to remembering how we used to heal. Well, we didn't have to do a whole lot of healing then. But there, the, the we, healing we, that the healing that we do now, mm-hmm. um, and and I'll say like I am, I'm EMDR trained, mm-hmm. and what that is is like um, eye movement re, um, desensitization and reprocessing, and it uses how the brain naturally heals mm-hmm. by using bi- bilateral stimulation. Mm-hmm. Well, we intuitively have that through drumming through dancing double dutching like all of that came, all of that yes. you know going to church shouting like all of that into the rocking yes. the music the moving of our hips a lot of times we sexualize the moving of our hips but, but that's, that's let me tell you our 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 pelvis area carries our emotions mm. not moving them is problematic so we knew how to heal well i'm stiff <laughs> I'm you sorry. need to move. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, we're saying the exact same thing. I'm yeah. saying th- this is stuff. If if the wound is on a cellular but they, level, but they criminalized how we how we healed, right? They criminalized it until they could monetize it. Mm. And so, yes, mm, we knew it. how to heal. Yes, and now we're coming back into coming an back awareness it. of mm-hmm. it. Like, hey. You know, I can actually pull this out of me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to stay within me. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, I know, you know, meeting somebody new and having that rush of endorphins and mm-hmm. you're feeling good. 
I know sometimes, you know, you, you want to get into that and you want to nurture that. But the reality of relationships is really to bring up all of that stuff. And one of the one of the things you want to be clear about is we hear stuff like um, it sounds romantic. It sounds cute. Like, oh, when I met you, I felt like I knew you, all, you know, for years. And in fact, you did. You you knew them through your parents. Come on. You knew them through your grandparents. Um, so that's how you know that your it's your souls and your nervous system that are meeting versus yeah, because you feel like you knew them all your life. You have. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but she not listen. Y'all think this is crazy. I know you. I know you out there thinking, come on now, Doctor Jashana Johnson. My grandmama didn't know this girl. Listen, we are connected, like you said, on a genetic level. Mm -hmm. And this is why I say oftentimes the spiritual aspect of relationship gets marginalized because it's so vast. Yeah. And it deals with such a large compendium of information. Mm -hmm. Listen, a soul, a nervous system, a spirit a set of emotions mm -hmm. recognizes mm -hmm. what it thinks is compatible to it mm -hmm. based on what it's been through. It's going to make it feel like home. Ooh, you're going to, you're going to look for home. Mm -hmm. And so if home was chaotic, you're going to look for that. You're going to feel right at home. You're going to feel right at home. Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. so, Sometimes people say I felt safe with them. And then not, when you, you know, um, well, let me say this. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people, and, and even the couples that come on my show. I love they, that. <laughs> real quick, tell people about your show real quick and then say. This. Okay, so my show is Let's Get Intimate with Dr. Jashana Johnson on Saturdays from mm -hmm. 5 to 7 where I interview couples and we talk about their love and um, their love life and how they met and things like that. But we also talk about the ups and downs of the relationship. I don't want anybody to come on and give me an Instagram relationship because that's not we already know that those are just highlight reels mm. um i've been married 28 years and it has not been a cakewalk <laughs> it has been work and it is a daily um choosing to continue to stay in the relationship and grow in the relationship mm. uh, most of us get out of our relationships fairly too soon because we don't want to grow um but you got to talk about that. <laughs> you can't just listen. You can't just say it and then roll past. That is what that's at the crux of. <laughs> what does that mean? You getting out of it too soon? Yeah, because because you don't want to grow. You don't want to do the work. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So um, because relationships require work outside of abuse, most relationships, you are at the level that you need to be at. Mm. Mm. That's why you got them. Mm -hmm. That's why they came into your life. Mm -hmm. That's why you're attracted to them. That's why you want them for some reason. Mm -hmm. Because they're at your level. So many people think they deserve better mm -hmm. than what they have. I say, no, you have your curriculum. Mm -hmm. This is what you this is mm -hmm. where you at. If yeah. you're in the second grade, don't ask for the 12th grade. You're in the second grade exactly. now. Enjoy coloring because mm -hmm. it's going to progressively get more difficult. Mm -hmm. And most of us get 
with a partner that has the exact same wound Mm. with a different way of dealing with it. And that's where it becomes problematic. So the way you deal with it and the way I deal with it are two different ways. But I take how you deal with it a threat to how I deal with it. So it's kind of like problem-solving conflict. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't solve it that way. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't deal with it that way. I I would deal with it this way. And you take that as an assault on how you deal with your... Your relationship issues. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the voice of reason. Your brother Zoe Williams is in here with Dr. Jashana Johnson. You've been hearing me talk about her all year. <laughs> I be sending people to her. Yes, call, you do. <laughs> call Jashana Johnson this evening. Just tell her, just whatever, just call her. Tell her Zoe sent you. Right? When I tell you my phone has been blowing up, I have gotten 28 new clients since March 1st. See that? <laughs> Come on. Somebody got to talk to her because it's imperative if we want to have qualitative relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, qualitative doesn't mean it's going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And you got to be OK with the daily decision mm-hmm. to stay and grow. Same, same, yeah, because you know, sometimes, sometimes people's like, oh, you know, I've been married uh, 40, 50 years. And sometimes I'm like, is that a congratulations? Ooh. Because how long have you been happy Ooh. in that marriage? And sometimes it's not a long time. And that's okay. Whatever reason you choose to stay, are you doing the work in it? <laughs> I'm not doing no work. What's supposed to happen and is... That's one of the reasons why they end. Because <laughs> people won't do the work. <laughs> that's exactly... People are like, listen, if your stuff was together, I wouldn't be irritated. Mm-hmm. They never say, well... What is the root of the irritation? Mm -hmm. Is it really them not being together or is there something more? Mm -hmm. And I say, well, if the something more has to do with them, yes, there's something more. But if there's something more has to do with me, Mm -hmm. then no. Right. And a lot of times when I have couples come in, um, they come in because they want me to prove that the partner is the one who needs to change. They need and a I, teammate. And I'm like, I, I'm, first of all, I'm a clinician. I'm not a ma- magician. And I don't have the power to make your partner do what you want them to do. Nor would I collude with that story that they need to change. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jashana Johnson, let's get intimate. She in here. And I know y'all uncomfortable, but that's okay. I don't care. When we come forward, we're going to delve even deeper, man. Even good relationships hit the rocks. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. (laughs) You competing with another man's nervous system, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, earlier in the show, Dr. J, she said something very, very powerful. She said, the person you meet, how did you say it? Is in your grandmother? Well, our nervous system, like, is attracted to what what we got downloaded into us from our mothers and our grandmothers because, you know, we were in our mothers who were also in our grandmothers in utero and whatever that nervous system was impacted our nervous system. Mm. And so that's what meets up nervous systems in the club, in the churches and the, it's the nervous system that meets up. Wow. Wow. 
And while she was saying that, I was thinking about the poet Rumi. Mm-hmm. And Rumi says, lovers don't finally meet somewhere. They're in each other all along. Yep. Now, this is, I don't know, what is he, 16, 1800 something? Mm-hmm. You know, that's way back then. And I'm saying, whoa, this is epigenetics. Yes. Yeah. This is like, mm-hmm. so is there a purpose for Is it to love? Is it? Is it for conflict? Is it, is it for uh, companionate exchange? What is it for? It's really to it's it's. You said it best. It's our generational assignment, mm. and until we do that, um, we're going to continue to pass it down. You ever heard of the cherry blossom experiment? <clears throat> no. So no. the cherry blossom experiment is where they took rats, and in the cages they put cherry blossoms. And every time the rat would smell the cherry blossoms, they would electrically shock the rats. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so they shocked the rats, and then um, they learned to not like or be afraid of the cherry blossoms. When those rats had babies, the babies came out afraid of the cherry blossoms. They knew. And then those babies had babies mm-hmm. and they were afraid of the cherry blossoms. Never, never experienced the, the, the smell of a cherry blossom and never experienced a, a, a shock. So now you got to ask your people. So what six, are they? six generations of those rats wow. were afraid of the cherry blossoms. So now you instead of getting to know your partner, you got to get to know your people. Yeah. So. That is, I'm big. glad you said that That's because big. a lot of times people think that they can heal their relationships without going back to their family of origin. A lot of people don't like their family. Yeah. Can we just be? Well, the, <laughs> yeah. well, a lot of the healing takes place in the family of origin. Mm. Mm. And so there's this concept of going home. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is big. Have you ever felt like you can't leave a relationship because the person treats you fairly well? Well, I think people struggle with that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I I tease my husband all the time that, you know, I he's a great guy. He's a great man. He's solid. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? But he also get on my nerves, too, and I get on his and um, I mean that's just a part of relationships. And listen, I can't get on your nerves every day. No, no, no. Yeah, we're not doing that every day. But <laughs> but he does get on my nerves, and I get on his, right? <laughs> and but the thing is, is I tease him and say like, I won't leave you because I don't want to leave your family. Mm. Right. So we stay for all kind of reasons and we leave for all kind of reasons. <laughs> I love my husband. We've been together since um, I was in high school. So <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. It's, all, no. it's always going to work. Mm-hmm. But let me say this. You, it, it seems like getting into a relationship now is it's like scary because many people think I'm signing up for this. I'm signing up to, you know, have a good time. Maybe I'm signing up for Disney. I'm signing up for Disney, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when the stuff starts mm-hmm. to come out, and sometimes, like you said, th- you said uh, three years and six months. Mm-hmm. 36 months. Sometimes it's even less. It's 18 months. Mm-hmm. After 18 months, it starts to well up. Well, usually if it happens quicker than that, then something significantly happened, like you had a baby or there was an engagement, mm. like something permanence 
happens right there's a, a there's a the a level of permanence and you have to understand that permanence means something different for everyone mm-hmm. so if i grew up and i learned permanence was you not staying around mm. then when i commit i'm triggered by what i see permanence as mm. so you're saying a life event Mm-hmm. that is rooted in permanence can trigger can accelerate yes the mask loosening mm-hmm. wow that's heavy mm-hmm. can an age gap right uh-oh can an, <laughs> can an age gap and differences in life trajectory cause a good relationship to come to a sudden halt so I have an unpopular opinion again. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I, I love unpopular opinions by doctors. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think an age gap and difference um, in life trajectory can cause a good relationship to come to a sudden end. Because I, I, I'm i starting to think when I hear people say, like, I'm old school. I want a relationship like this. I, I'm starting to think old school is cold for toxic. And so you have you know, younger generations, newer generations that are about liberation. And so if you have these ideas that your relationship has to be on lockdown and you can't do this and you can't do that, that is not what relationships are about. It really is about freedom and liberation. Listen here, doc. (laughs) When I get home, I want my slippers. Uh, I want want my pack of squares. Uh, I smoke Salem lights. (laughs) I want some coffee. (laughs) Then get it. And the newspaper. All right, get it. (laughs) (laughs) But But some younger people say the relationship pool is even worse because there is no structure. There is no direction. There has to be balance. So, yeah. so remember we talked about the, the concept of differentiation. Really, these are two life forces that all of us, ha- that we always are competing with. Being able to be connected and be self-directed. Mm-hmm. Like I can make choices about myself and my life and have my own dreams and my own goals without giving that up and it being dictated. There's mm-hmm. a thing in psychology that call- is... Um, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. But basically what it means is that if I push you in a corner, you're going to react. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. So if you push someone in a corner by controlling what they can do in a relationship, mm-hmm. then they are going to react at some point. At some point. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. the 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 soul, the body, all of that needs some type of freedom. Mm. And so we can't lock down our relationships. Sometimes what we think are boundaries are really ways to control. Talk to me. You had some points on boundaries. Yeah. So I call them sound. I I was listening to your show last (laughs) night and I was talking about sometimes we don't understand how to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. Boundaries is not about the other person. The Mm -hmm. boundaries keep you, the other person safe and you safe. And it's about what you can control. Mm -hmm. So if I say something like, don't talk to me like that, that's not a boundary. You can't talk to me like that. That's not a boundary. I can't control that. But if I say I'm willing to have this conversation with you as long as I feel respected, Mm, as long as the relationship is respectful, I'll stay in it. That's a boundary because I'm telling you what I'm going to do. Mm. I'm not trying to control the other person. Come on, Doc. You got to say it right. That's a (laughs) sounder. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, when we come forward, we got Daryl on the line from Los Angeles. I know a lot of people haven't been calling on this show, and I know why. Why? Let me tell you why. Why? 
They learn it. Okay. See, when people are listening, they go, oh, mm-hmm. I ain't finna mess with this. This too much. This, this, this too much <laughs> happening. When we come forward, we will talk to Daryl. Is it good to you? Good to you. More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. There must have been an angel by my side. Now that was your nervous system. Something helped me led me to you. Yeah. The voice of reason with his sister, Dr. J, a.k.a. Dr. Deshauna Johnson. She in here cooking. She's teaching. And I hope you guys are taking this in, man. She's teaching. Listen, oftentimes, man, we want to be hard-headed. We want to ignore, you know, good advice, sound advice. But she is literally deconstructing everything you thought was true about how to be in a healthy relationship. Uh-huh. And you you may never have heard it that way. Uh-huh. But you, listen, just give yourself a chance to digest some of the things she's saying. I promise you it will benefit you in the end. We've got to call her on the line. Daryl from Los Angeles, California. You've brought Los Angeles into the building. Talk to us, brother. First of all, you guys are a dynamic duo. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> you really compliment each other. And and uh Zelda, the the uh the lady you had on the other night, you guys really bounced off each other really well as well. Um you uh Doctor J, you have triggered so many questions I have. Um I'm fifty uh, now, I catch you on Saturdays, too. I'll be catching you with the couple. Oh, thanks stuff. for listening. Always, you always, because you used to be in the new in the afternoon, I think. Yes. But you always ask the right questions. Mm. It, it's incredible how you do that. Um, but anyways, let me get in here and get out of here because time runs out because you, you bought the only one that can help me. Both you guys. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, for the longest time, I'm 58. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be Nine in two months in May. I mean, those share the same zodiac. Woo, um, woo. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm dating a 32 year old. Okay. Okay. Now we've known each other for like uh, the last three years. We met at work. I, I was working on their building. Um, but at any rate, um, I, up until I met her. Any woman that was less than my oldest, that was less than um, my oldest daughter's age. Now, my oldest daughter is 40 right now. She'd be 41 this year. Mm-hmm. But I've never dated a woman younger. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm 58, I look pretty young. Okay. Um, and that, it was, that was the benchmark. Then I meet this girl. And we we just, you know, we were just friends. But she wanted to be in a more committed relationship last, I want to say, November. So I said, well, hell, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> she, That's she how you approach committed team. relationships? I'm not doing nothing? I'm not busy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love she, it. <laughs> she, she, she's so beautiful. And she fit my... For me to really be into a lady, she has to be at least five ten. Okay. And she, and she's every bit of that. She's five ten. She's got the honey brown skin. She's got baby doll eyes. But Come you on, know, honey brown. But, but you do you but, do know you the same size when you lay down. But go ahead. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, let me get these questions out of the way. Let me get these questions. Okay. Um, now, we have we've messed around a little bit, but we never went all the way. Right? What does that mean? I know. <sighs> Let's see. I guess we could say oral sex. Um, okay. But right. it's not. <laughs> but. Never, that's that, that's third and a half base. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm go saying. ahead. But I want to encourage you not to uh, put sex on a hierarchical like what is what is uh, all the way and what is. But go ahead. But you, yeah, you're right. Because like Zoe said, we are learning tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm hanging on every word you guys are talking about. I, I said, damn it, let me call. Um, but at any rate. Um, uh, my questions were um, now I I still in my, in in my subconsciously I'm still bothered by being her being I mean being 30 years older than her right mm-hmm. and I and and I know she was molested and we haven't went all the way and I don't want to seem like I'm needy but I do want to go all the way and she knows that but she said when she we get there she said we'll get there. That's what she said. We'll get there. And I'm still here. I don't know, six, six, five, six months in. I've never did this with a woman and didn't, and been in a relationship and didn't engage fully in this amount of time, but I'm still here. And I still find interest in her. And I'm still, it's not even about just the sex act. It's, it's about becoming one with her that I desire so much. Right? Okay, let the doc deal with it. Let her deal with it, Daryl. You didn't give us enough context. Oh, and, and, one, and one more. And one. You guys touched on it before, but you said the age difference. Uh, and I'm glad you posed that question, though, because that was one of my questions about when you say age gap. Um, how does that fit into? Uh, the program. So I got you, Daryl, but are you going to leave us enough time to answer <laughs> your brother? You wait three minutes before the show is over to call in, but no, seriously. Um, Zoe was teeing them up and she was knocking them over the wall. Okay, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up. Y'all go ahead. So, so, one of the, okay, so for those of you who don't know, I am um, I'm a licensed psychologist, but my specialty is sex therapy. Tell and, me your website. You, you know, the dot com, and so I always encourage people to open up their box of what sex is because when you don't open up that box of what sex is, and you think you place like penetrative sex as the hierarchy of that's when you went all the way, then you're going to create sexual dysfunctions. Um, and intimacy issues within the relationship. You can practice a lot of outer course and intercourse, and all of that is no, important no, no, no. in a relationship. Hold on, on Daryl and Doc. You got to come back, and we got to do a whole show on <laughs> outer course. This is going to be amazing. You do. Because this man, need, he needs intercourse <laughs> and outer course because he think the boy high and dry right now. What's her, course. Hey, Daryl, what's her birthday? Uh, the girl? Yeah. Oh, hell. Simone. Yeah? What is it? I said her Simone. birthday. I didn't say her name. See, oh. look. Oh, okay. Come on, man. Don't <laughs> don't tell us her name. I said her birthday, <laughs> brother. October 12th. Um, 
19, um, October 12th, 19... Don't worry about the 19 part. Listen, Daryl, call in tomorrow. We love you. Thank you for the call. We got to go. Danny Morrison is up next. We started the conversation, but you got to finish it. I want to thank my sister, Dr. Jashana Johnson. It has been a pleasure. Dr. J. She was in here killing from Three Point. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. I'll see y'all tomorrow with another heater. Deuces! KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.